This is how we play. This is what we do. The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Danny and Gallant. Let's capture exactly how this happened and just keep on recreating it one week at a time. Presented by Banner Bank on 710 ESPN Seattle. It is time for the coach's weekly visit with us. And Pete, we've gotten used to thrilling games, so no surprise there. This one didn't come out quite the way you guys wanted to it, although you had a lot of opportunities to pull it out. Um, just on both both sides, both opportunities were, or both sides had the opportunities to, to stop them, to, to make the, the first down, to you know, to just clear it up with you know with how he handled the football. And it, this is it's a classic explanation for you know when you turn it over, you, it's really hard to win. And uh, you know, I might have given you that stat last week about the five top winningest teams in the NFL were were uh, on top of the the league in turnover ratio, you know, and, and that's how it goes. And, and so uh, we made you know some big mistakes and couldn't get off when we needed to. And it, it turns out that they get the opportunity to win. They they outlasted us, and we we weren't finishing the way we need to. So it's a tough night. It was a, a amazing football game with a lot of great players doing some great things and and uh, some uh, you know some real memorable moments in that game. You mentioned those mistakes. Can you walk us through Russell's three interceptions after taking a look at the film? What happened on those plays? Yeah, Paul um, <laughs> can walk you through them, but uh, um, you know he he laid the ball up in the corner of the end zone uh, to uh, in the flat on a play that you know he we had thrown all week long. We've been throwing you know it's a, it's a throw he lobs over the top on on the the edge pressure and uh, and he just couldn't imagine you know anybody getting in the way of it so he or he wouldn't have thrown it so and it was a great play by by baker baker had the back man for man and he he felt the bunch and ran over the top and and went for it and all of a sudden the ball showed up right, right in his hands you know um you know so that's that's one that kind of you know they were fortunate on that happens sometimes uh the one when russ is kind of half throwing the ball away you know to dk giving him a jump ball opportunity and i didn't ask russ if he was trying to put the ball out of bounds um you know that's that's an unfortunate situation you know and and uh just didn't gauge it quite right and then the last one uh you know he saw something in the pressure coming there was a, there was spacing in there that he could stick the football in on the route but the guys weren't ready for the ball coming right there so that that decision was when russ saw something he wanted to try to make something happen and and it just it just goes awry you know so um usually when when we make big mistakes in in, in our play you know it's because we're trying more than we should you know and we try to make something happen where we shouldn't and then that's a little bit of what happened on on that one you know uh maybe even the one where he you know throws the ball up to uh, to Peterson in the corner of the end zone he could just put the ball out of bounds easily and we go to the next play so uh you know the very difficult very un- unlikely things to happen you know Russ we're not talking about just this season Russ doesn't do it. Russ hasn't thrown balls like that uh throughout his career you can you can barely remember opportunities or times when that's happened so um that's not something that's you know it's we should be worrying that oh gosh he's you know he's caught this interception bug he's not going to do that so um it was unfortunate in that game it made a difference Coach Tyler Lockett had a game, 15 catches, 20 targets, 200 yards. The best performance since, I believe, Steve Largens in 1987. When you were game planning this week, did you feel like, all right, this is going to be the week that Lockett gets back on track and balls out? Well, it, 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 you know, you have thoughts like, you know, how it could go. And we were waiting to see if they would match up the way they they did match up um it gave us a chance you know and with uh we thought that tyler or the other receivers would have a you know could have a pretty good shot they're a little banged up back there and uh 
But this was way more than that. This is Tyler just playing just out of this world football, you know, because so many of those plays were were remarkable in in how he got open, how he found the spacing, the catch he comes through with, um, the consistency, run after catch was effective, everything, you know, and it, that's. Tyler had a really good week. He looked really healthy, and he looked quick coming off the bye. Um, I remarked on Wednesday and Thursday's practice how he looked, and uh, I'm not surprised that he was at his best and ready for the opportunity, and, and Russ cashed in with some extraordinary plays and throws. Tyler's such a remarkable player. When you guys drafted him, I mean, that was clear, and he was such an explosive kick returner. He had that awful leg injury, and, and honestly, Pete, after watching the first year when he came back from that, I I worried that we'd never see him be that same kind of player again, that that was an injury that just might change the course of his career. And it, it hasn't at all. What's how, what's allowed him to take the strides that he's taken to be this kind of deep threat in the league? Uh, he, he, he's just an amazingly gifted athlete. You know I mean? He's, he has great speed, so he's got elite speed, uh, but way more than that, it's just his natural feel for the game and his ability to process the opportunities and the situations and come up with the right decision and how to handle the opportunity time after time after time. I mean, he, he rarely errors, you know, he just does so many things so well, uh, that it's, it's, you know, he's a great uh, savvy athlete, and so it comes to play. And like we said before, when you put he, him together with Russell, who is also like that, um, they have just skyrocketed in their in their ability to play together and and and, and complement one another. And so it's just he's just so coordinated. I mean, he's the guy that wins all of our shooting contests, you know, in basketball. I mean, he's just he can do everything, and, and that's just uh, the great natural athlete that he was. The question when we drafted him was, you know, how would he play as, as a small guy? How would he fit in and all that and uh, he we thought he was the best route runner we didn't realize how explosive he was and we had no idea how extraordinarily naturally he was at everything but uh um, and, and uh, one more thing the, the coming off the injury i agree with you danny i i was concerned about that the next year because i had seen tyler have the feel for uh for bouncing around before practice after practice and always staying late always coming out early he had to work his way back to just get on the field and he had to get back in the training room and and uh the next year and, and i think it took a, it was a very heavy hit um, but he has obviously come out of it and putting together a, a famous career for us it was great to see as much tyler as we did we didn't see a whole lot of dk metcalf we did see him running though a lot running in a straight line whether it was the screen touchdown that was called back or it was his chase down of Buda Baker. First and goal. Russell takes a shotgun snap. Carson. Oh, no. It's picked off. Going the other way is Buda Baker down the near sidelines. Nobody's going to catch him unless Metcalf can. He is sprinting. He is running. He dives and he catches him. DK Metcalf catches Buda Baker on a little dump pass into the right flat. Russell never saw him and he steals the ball away. And then you guys get that stop on fourth down right afterwards. I'm guessing you said that was one of the best football plays you've ever seen, but that just sums up DK Metcalf in a nutshell, the heart, the spirit, the competitive drive he has. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I say that because, you know, we always talk about great effort and guys, you know, giving everything you got and, and, and if you just give, you know, maximum effort, good things happen and all that. Well, out of nowhere, he just comes, just shot out of the cannon. And you know, the how impressive it was on the field, I don't know if it translated, you know, to the audience, but it was just so impressive 
his just just stomping his way down that field, and you know, and we're all you know hoping he could get it done and all of that, and then he he makes the play, finishes the tackling, and keeps him getting the end zone. Well, that's just started the sequence of events. Then the defense rises up and makes four great plays uh, to keep him out of the end zone there, and then the offense turns right around and goes all the way down the field, scores a touchdown. You know, so the the swing there was uh, was extraordinary, but it, it and it felt like. That moment was a moment of inspiration. It felt like that, you know, and and you could cash in on it or you couldn't, and we did. And so, uh, yeah, I think it immortalizes the the you know that play a little even more so. A win would have done a little bit better, but you know at least we'll remember it, uh, you know, for the really cool moment that it was. Coach, we talked to you the past few weeks about Russ's uh, conviction in his throws. There were a couple times last night where it felt like he wasn't quite sure with, with what he was seeing. Did the Cardinals do anything different or special on defense to try to confuse Russell? Uh, I don't agree with that, that, that he didn't, that, that he looked like. I didn't see that. I, I saw the three plays, that there were the picks. One, he saw exactly what he thought he, you know, what he was prepared to see, and he gets fooled. The other one, you know, uh, the, it was only the last one that I thought that he really tried to force an issue that really wasn't something that that happens in practice, you know. So I, I but I, I, you know, he threw for three eighty something, you know, and ran all over the field. I thought he had a fantastic night. Think of all the throws that he made to Tyler alone, the great play. So I, I didn't see like that, Mike. But um, you know, yeah, I'm not, and I'm not worried about it either. Let me say, answer about Arizona, uh, they. They changed during the course of the night. They had they have historically been pretty aggressive with their stuff. Early in the game, they were you know they were coming out you know for whatever, showing their respect for Russell and, and their game plan. And uh, and he was you know he was on fire. And uh, later on, when the game got desperate, they they got into that kind of a mode as well and just kept throwing stuff at him. What what did happen is they they had we we missed a couple blocks on the, on the full blitz protections that we had guys picked up uh, we we misread a couple things and a couple things were hard and uh, we needed Homer in there who had had all of the really the reps to take all the stuff that 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 we needed and it was hard on on uh, DJ Dallas and so that there was things that happened because of uh, the way they pressured that did a really nice job on so uh, you, know, you got to give them credit they came through and did the plays they needed to do to make make it a win for their 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 squad. And did have some, you mentioned the uh, absence of Travis Homer. He had a knee bruise. Chris Carson also didn't play in the second half. I believe it was a midfoot sprain. Um, what's what's sort of the longer term? Do you have any idea on the longer term prognosis on either of those guys? No, no. We just kind of got here, so I don't know anything right now. Um, it's going to take probably till later in the day. and. Uh, it just depends on, on. We really don't know what the deal is with, with Homer until we find out and get the uh, the MRIs and all that. Same with same with Chris. So it's going to take all day long to get that figured out. How did you feel about the way Carlos Hyde ran? He had a really nice touchdown run and a couple really. There was a great uh, run for a first down on a really really tough running yards. First first maybe some of the more extended action you've seen from him. What did you feel? How did you feel he did? Yeah, well, uh, you know I think he's he just showed what he's what he showed us coming in. What we've seen over the years. You know he's a very adept runner. He really can read and feel things. He's got such a natural flow to him. He's just a natural running back and and, and a big dude. You know he weighs two hundred thirty pounds, so he runs heavy and thick. When when he hits it, uh, I thought that the, the couple toss plays he ran on, on the edge uh, coming to our left were just almost perfectly run and and perfectly blocked as well. They really took advantage of it. The touchdown run was has an exquisite play um, and, and really featuring Dwayne Brown out on on the perimeter again. Uh, DK had a great block to start that thing, and then out we went. Really, uh, uh, it was just some really n- nice style running for for him, and he ran really hard and tough.
Al Michaels thought he had walked out of bounds on that carry. It was impressive how he was able to tightrope the sideline. I mean, Michaels thought he was out of bounds for a good, like, I don't know, 20 seconds or so before he said it was a touchdown. At the very end, you guys were focused on on running the ball, trying to run the clock out with, with uh, obviously, a three-point lead. Was there any thought to maybe put the ball back in Russell's hands? Because I remember you had, you had talked about how in the second half, uh, against the Vikings where you had the three and out with the three runs that you're going to try to put the ball in, in Russ's hands as much as you possibly could the rest of the way. Yeah, and understand that we think they may be thinking that too, you know, and that's why we run the football, you know, and, and uh, so, um, you know, you can always call a run or a pass, you know, Paul. So it just depends which one you choose. We we had had success with the play going into the game. Uh, schematically, this was something that we liked, and we just didn't just didn't quite hit it, you know, um, to, to make the first down. Obviously, the games the the game's ours. That's why we had so many chances to win the football game. Um, it, it's it's really frustrating to not get it. This could have been win number six for us, you know. And they're hard to come by. And you know, to have it in your hands, you know, there it was. And, and that we know how that works right there. You know, if you make that play right there, then then the clock runs out. So. Coach, big boys don't get a lot of love. I feel Dwayne Brown had a game. You talk about him on that that run to Carlos Hyde. His pass pro looked really good. What's his preparation pre- pre- preparation like during the week? Well, you know, being an experienced player, um, you know, we have to look after his prop process during the week and we have kind of a routine that we do uh where he knows you know he's going to get a rest you know one day and then he's going to come back and have a big thursday and a little bit of work on friday and just to make sure that we're allowing him to recover from one week to the next just uh in respecting you know that he's his age and his experience and all that um this is one of the hardest most disciplined workers we ha- have ever been around he is a uh and, and you can tell that he's a phenomenally conditioned and skilled athlete as a, as a left tackle and uh, it's because of the, the natural skills that he has but it's really more even that it's the way he takes care of himself and the way he works at it so he's one of the hardest work he is the hardest working guy in the weight room uh he never misses a day never misses a uh, a chance to get in there and he's just got great discipline about his his makeup it's really we have learned him and so we complement the way he wants to the way he wants to go through this week and uh, each week and uh, it's you know he's he's amazing it is the Pete Carroll Show. We're joined here by Seattle's coach. Um, Pete, I feel like Kyler Murray probably gives you guys a taste of how teams have felt facing you for years with Russell Wilson as a quarterback. He's a handful back there, his ability to run and how quick he was. You saw him last year. What, what did you, how did you feel you guys did against him last night? Well, no, geez, not not very well. Uh, you know, we had seen him the week before struggle, you know, and he struggled throwing the football and, you know, making his completions and stuff. And so uh, that with the, coupled with the thought that, you know, you want to keep him from running at will because he, he's got 30 and 40 yard runs in him, you know, on regular pass, drop back passes and play action passes. So uh, we, we were defending him all night long uh, to keep him having to throw the ball, you know, in a controlled fashion. He did it. He came through and was very sharp. You know, you know, their receivers are going to come through because they're really good. But we would, we hoped that we could keep him off by keeping him in the pocket and making him have to throw the ball. And and uh, he just had a he had a great night. Uh, everybody, you know, in, on his end came through for him. Uh, they made all the catches and all the plays. Um, and they did a nice job of taking advantage of, you know, we were giving him the underneath game and wanted to see if we could wear them out uh, there. And they were, it was effective enough 
coupled with a couple scrambles timely and, and a couple nice runs that we, we really played really well through the first half. They had the one, you know, the one bomb that they hit and the late, uh, the late drive to get a field goal that we wish we could have kept them from. Uh, and, and the play was going fine. The game plan was going fine. We didn't feel like we needed to do anything at that point. And then it just, situations arose and they got, you know, they, they kept, uh, pecking away. And, and he, I, you really got to give him credit. He's a great runner. Uh, he's got this great explosion, but he was on the, on point last night throwing football. It felt like he got more and more confident as the game went along. And, and as you mentioned with the defense, some struggles. It seems to be consistent with the rest of the year where there's a couple of big plays, the, the fourth down stop in the red zone, the interception by Diggs, the forced fumble by Puna Ford. But at the same time, there's a lot of movement of the football. What, what going forward, Pete, would signify a, an improvement for the defense? What, what is it specifically that you guys want to see the next couple of weeks? Yeah, we, we need our third down stops. Uh, again, we, were, you know, we, we made a few last night, but not, not like we need to do that. That's such a big difference, you know, Paul, when you get off the field, you know. And so we have to come through and make our plays there. But but all in all, I, I think we just need to keep finding ourselves as we, we bring this thing back together. I don't feel like we've been at full strength. I don't think that we, we've seen the best of us. I think it's going to come here in time. And we're going to have a chance to see us. It's a long season. Uh, our fundamentals are, are, are solid. We know what we're doing. We're working hard at it. We did have a couple mistakes like you do, but uh, those eliminated. Uh, getting back to full strength, we need to see what Jamal looks like when he gets back in with us and see how that factors because we were really, really excited about what he was bringing. He'll be back soon. Um, and uh, I, I think we just got to keep hanging in there until we find it, and uh, looking forward to getting a little boost from Daryl Dale Taylor when he comes back, you know, and things like that, um, and just continuing to grow. And we we have to fight staying healthy. You know, the healthy thing is is really been a uh, a challenge, and we got to just get back to the best we have to offer. I think it's going to be darn good. Coach, I saw Shaquem Griffin out there last night. I assume it was because of his speed. Guys, really fast, great at rushing the passer. How do you feel he performed? Uh, you know, I I need to look again at at, at the plan because we really wanted him to be in open spaces to to run the quarterback down. You know, we wanted to put him out there where he would have a chance to do that. I don't think he had that many tackles or hits on the quarterback, but he was in position. And uh, you know, we I felt like it was happening. We were kind of controlling the thing the way we wanted to for through the first half, but the the fourth quarter just uh, we just didn't get it done. But he's he was in position, spying the cube a, a lot. Uh, rushing in a controlled fashion so he could be available. And uh, I thought that, you know, he's the fastest guy we have on defense, uh, you know, in the front seven. And so that would, that would give us a, uh, you know, a, maybe an up and, and he, he did okay. I thought he did a solid game. He didn't play poorly. He didn't have any, didn't have any plays that, that stood out, but uh, I would like to see him, you know, smack the QB a couple times here. And when he, when he was moving around. Pete, you mentioned Daryl Taylor, your second-round pick. Uh, he and Rashad Penny are eligible to start practicing um, at the risk of being a pest. Is there any indication those guys might get out on the field, either one of them, this week? Uh, you know, I don't think we we got we can call it this week. Um, they're both working and running and doing stuff. Uh, they've got to get back to normal football type of movements in their workouts. They're not quite there yet, but we're getting close now because both of them are working really hard and they're on the ground. They're running and 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 uh, and making their bid to come back. Uh, we're not far off though. How about Jamal Adams? He's missed the past couple of games. I know there was a hope that he might get back last week. He, he didn't make it. How about this week? Uh, we, I got to wait and see on, on it, Danny. The, the, you know, I saw him uh, just before we took off on on the trip. Um, he's working really hard. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. It's just whether he's back to where we can trust the full, you know, the football movement and all the explosion and stuff. I mean, he plays. He's a violent football player. We got to make sure he's back. Um, 
as of the weekend, I don't know about this week yet, you know, after talking to him. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we'll just take it day by day. You guys had an opportunity. It was fourth and five at the Cardinals 46, and, and you guys punted, and Michael Dixon landed a great punt. But unfortunately, the Cardinals drove 93 yards for a touchdown on, on the drive. Has this year's team affected your philosophy when it comes to field position and certain approaches? Uh, you see you see us tuned into the fourth down opportunities, you know, a little more so. I think we've been – I've been convinced, you know, like I used to go for them all the time back in the day. And, and USC. Then, and then I developed a conscience, you know, when I got to the NFL <laughs> where I had none back in college. And, uh, um, you know, we're looking for opportunities and trying to give ourselves a chance. You know, sometimes it's just give us another opportunity and it's really hard to stop them. Um, but we we still got to – we have such a great weapon in Mikey and he did exactly what we wanted him to do, pin him down in there. We're supposed to keep him backed up. Um, I'm not sure what sequence that one was, but we had if we had so many key, uh, key plays in those opportunities. You know whether it's Bobby's play when he makes a hit and he gets a penalty and different little things that happen that could have turned the, this game uh, really in a different direction. And so uh, I still like playing field position, but I do like using the fourth down things when we can and, and when the opportunity seems to be right. Coach, you guys are five and one, good football team, and I listened to a couple of your players talk after the game, and they're down, but they seem eager to to get back to it. What's the the vibe and the mental of this football team right now? Yeah, we're frustrated because we we know exactly how we should have won that game. They they are, there's no mystery. We know exactly how because we've been doing it, you know. And, and, and you go make the plays, you play better than the other guys through the end of the game, and then the plays come to you. And we 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 force the issue that the you know jumped off sides on a field goal, you know, and and. Uh, Unfortunately, as as uh, Benson comes across, then he he's early and he's leaning in, and they put his hands on top of the guys, and he gets the fifteen yard penalty, you know, for leveraging, and and uh, that was you know that was just an unfortunate sequence. Uh, so, you know, we, we we know how this thing could have happened, and so it's frustrating to not get it. You know, we're thrilled with the games that we've won. Uh, there's going to be more like this, and you just have to just keep finishing, doing right, and and doing right longer than the other guys. And and uh, last night just wasn't that night. Yeah, I wondered about that play with Benson. If he doesn't jump off sides, if he was even intending or planning on trying to use leverage and hop over him, it seemed to me that it was because he jumped he ended up then trying to vault over him. Yeah, he's, well, he yeah, he's fallen into the, the line of scrimmage. I mean, we don't ever do that. He's never done that one time with us, we, and, and I don't think he was making it up to try to get it done. I think he fell into the situation, and then it, it looked like, oh, geez, he's jumping, you know, and so. Yeah, that's how it happens sometimes. Yeah, man, and then there's a third and two run at the end of the fourth quarter. If you make that, you win. There's also the DK Metcalf, that pass where there ends up being a holding call on David Moore. I would have loved to that's see because I don't win. know if, yeah, I don't know if anybody's, anybody's stopping DK when he gets that full <laughs> no. head of steam like he, no, he, he that was a, That was a fantastic play. What a great block by Tyler just to show again yeah. how he contributes to the guys, you know. Um, that, that was a... That was a like a classic Seahawk moment right there. To win the football game and DK runs off into the into the desert, you know, with with a win. It was that close. And, and uh, David had a heck of a block. And, and there's just you know you put your hands on a guy and the guy's kind of pulling away. He he released him as he's pulling away. One of the three officials looking at it saw it saw it that way. You know, so it's how it goes sometimes. I don't want to get you in trouble, but that hit that was called an unnecessary roughness on Bobby Wagner, I thought was a crap call. Um, I I wonder, what do you tell your players after a call like that is made? Because there's definitely a lot more of a, you know, focus, I guess, on on player safety these days in the league. Uh, You know, we're just trying to always, you know, 
be really smart understanding what is called and what isn't called. We go through all of the updates every week, you know, trying to make sure that we stay in line with how the officiating is being uh, carried out. Um, you know, that was such a bang bang thing, and he used his shoulder, and he did he didn't lay the guy out. He wasn't launching in or anything like that. It could have easily not been called. But that's the way the guy saw it, you know. And, and again, one guy of the all the guys looking at the ball, you know, saw it that way. And and uh, so that's how it goes, you know. It, it's we we play with that factor all the time. That's just, that's you know playing with with humans and officials, and they're going to make their calls, and, and we don't always see things the same way. Because they tried to run a couple of screens on you guys. Puna sniffed one out. KJ a couple. What makes you guys really good at identifying screens and making those plays? Yeah, it's I. I Appreciate you, you seeing that. Our guys have worked really hard. It's you know, all of the little idiosyncrasies that happen that tip those things off as they're happening, and, and uh, we worked really hard because they were really uh, prolific for them. Uh, and I, KJ's play when he's stacking up on three guys, like almost rolling through a like a bowling ball, getting through there. Uh, um, it, it's really it's 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 preparation and also the instinctive players. You, you notice KJ's the guy that's in the middle of that stuff most of the time, and that's just because he's so aware and knows the game so well. I will never ever get tired of watching KJ Wright destroy screen plays. Like it's it's one of my it's become like one of my favorite things that I enjoy watching in games. I, I've never seen any defender that's that's like it. The ability, the way he uses his length, he fights through blocks. He's unbelievable at it. Yeah, yeah this really is. It's all of there's there's tips that happen. You know the way the lineman release and the flush and the timing and that rhythm by the quarterback. There's a bunch of stuff he sees them all. You know he's as good as you can get at doing that. Wyman has a story about when he played in Denver with Carl Mecklenburg. Mecklenburg would give guys a hard time about screens because he was like, all these pass-rushing geniuses who the <laughs> lineman starts blocking them, and they're like, oh, I'm unbelievable. I'm going to go get it. Like, nope, it's a screen pass. He's, KJ's great at reading it. Yeah, yeah, he, he sure is. Well, Pete, watching that game, you mentioned afterward, and I guess this will be the last question for me. You mentioned adjusting and learning some things about the Blitz. You have... Ethan Posick's in his first year as, as a starting center for you. I thought he's been great. You did see some different looks. What do you, what do you hope your offense takes away from this game? Well, we would like to just deal with it, you know, more consistently, you know. And and uh, when you get through the ranks and the backup gets in there, he's got to do it too, you know. And everybody's got to be up on. It. Everybody's got to have the sense of responsibility during the course of the week, and not just the starters. And and so that as as you know, you're working through the depth chart, guys can make their plays too. Uh, that's part of it. And just staying chilled, you know. We have the thought that we're going to make you pay when you come after us. And Russ is so good at it. And he, like, as is KJ in reading screens, Russ is reading uh, pressures and knowing where it's coming from. I can't tell you how many times last night he changed the play and fixed the play to make it work because of where they're coming from. We took advantage of where they're coming from. We would go away from it, things like that. So uh, just we just got to keep working really hard and you know, getting better. And we got to make some progress. Got to keep going. Yep, keep going. Five and one Seattle Seahawks will be taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Pete, we appreciate you taking the time. We know it was a late night, and best of luck this week. Thanks, You Pete. got it. All right, guys. Take care.